Great news from Rocket Mortgage. You could unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In fact, in the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. That means you could unlock thousands of dollars. And with Rocket Mortgage, you could unlock all that cash in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up because nobody knows how long these low rates will last. Put your hard-earned money to work. Make your life better. Build a home office. Remodel your kitchen. Or simply save that cash for a rainy day. Today's rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.25%, 3.48% APR, so you can lock in a great low monthly payment. When you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates current as of 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access. Number 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope you're having... A wonderful Sunday and looking forward to your week. So we have a really fun, well, I don't know if fun is the right word, but this uh, topic of discernment, I really enjoy this. And when you think about discernment, I, I want you to ask yourself, what, what, what do I think of when I think of discernment? What does discernment mean? Where do we get discernment from? And and this, what I want you to understand is this is a quality, and we have many different qualities. We have love, we have kindness, honesty, um, all these types of things we would call a quality, and discernment is one of those qualities. So it, we may not have known we had it or even knew we needed it, but it is a quality that can become better and better. And so this ability to discern should become better and better as you get older, wiser, right? Uh, And so think about it. It's a very important quality to have and one that really helps with success in many arenas. So if we really look at just what this is, this actual quality is, we would say it's the ability to obtain sharp perceptions or to judge well. And so if we think about in the case of judgment, which is also a quality, Discernment can be psychological, moral, aesthetic, 
in many different in many of these ways. And so discernment has also been defined in the context of scientific the scientific realm that that is discerning what is true about the real world. And so when we think about the process of discernment within judgment, it involves going past the mere perception of something and making nuanced judgments about its properties or qualities. So discernment in the Christian religion is considered a virtue. And a discerning individual is considered to possess wisdom and be good at judgment, especially so with, with in regard to the matter, a subject matter, or something has been overlooked, and they see things or know things that maybe most people didn't even pick up on. And so discernment certainly can be a gift, but it can also be, like I said, a quality that you can aspire to. So when we look at the world, the word um, discernment, when it comes to being a Christian, it means many, many different things. But discernment can describe the process of determining God's desire in a situation for one's life or identifying the true meaning or nature of something, such as discerning whether or not something is good or evil or may even transcend the limiting notion of duality. So in a large part, it describes the interior search for an answer to a question, maybe. Maybe one's vocation. Maybe it determines whether or not God is calling one to be married or to be single or to go into ministry or to have some particular profession that you are felt led to do. And so when we look at this process of discernment and really being able to discern what is true, this goes back to this saying that I'm always telling you about there's a difference between what is real and what is true. And what is real can still be substantive in the moment, but it doesn't last. See, what is true always lasts. So I want you to think about when we are looking and achieving a level of discernment, we have to take some, uh, some actions that can help us make those decisions of discernment. And taking time and making decisions is one of them. It's very important, and it's also using both your head and your heart when assessing important values involved in the situation. Time has been considered absolutely necessary in the process of making decisive choices that have discernment. And we have to be careful that we don't hurry our way through a choice and not you know, exercise some level of contemplation. See, when time is available to assess the situation, it improves our discernment process. So let me just kind of add this little thing here. This is, you've probably heard me say this before, but what I want you to think about when it comes to time is I always say to everybody, everyone that I know, we all have time. Take advantage of time. And we've done shows on time. What I want you to recognize with this is that discernment, it is imperative to take advantage of time if you want healthy discernment because it takes time. So the discernment process needs time. If we don't allow for time, we begin to fill in the blanks. We begin to make snap judgments. We begin to decide, well, this isn't good and that's not good, so this one's a little bit better, so let's go with that one. And we don't give the, the time that we need in order to hear really what is a discerning answer. 
So when time allots the tentative decision, then we can also revisit it, right? And we can maybe have other people consulted to make sure that maybe we're really on board with our, with our actual decision because we've thought it through. And making decisions is involved with, with discernment, and it requires the head and the heart and the gut. And you know we've talked about those three brains, the head brain, the heart brain, the gut brain. And the gut brain is really important when it comes to discerning. And I'm sure you've heard people say, I don't know, I just kind of have a sick feeling. Or I just feel really heavy, very heavy laden. Well, that's the heart talking to you. Or if, if you have someone saying to you, I just can't make up my mind. My mind is racing. Well, that would be a head issue, right? That we're lacking discernment logically or with about information. Maybe our heart is very attached to somebody, but our gut is saying this is not a good relationship. And so discernment is very, very important. And making decisions with the head means you have to reflect on a situation and emphasize maybe the rational aspect of the decision-making process. Now, in order to make a decision with my heart, I need to be able to make decisions based on feelings as well as rationality. So I don't want to just say I'm chasing after a feeling or I'm trying to bury a feeling. If I'm using my heart to make decisions, I might have to say to myself, I might have to include the head in this a little bit, or I might have to take the gut reaction. I might have to believe that. And so in order to make a decision with the heart, the individual needs to make decisions based on feelings as well as rationality. So this is where, when we impassion someone's heart, that's what we're doing. We're wanting them to actually feel something to be able to make something happen. Or we're wanting to help them work through a feeling that maybe they don't want to feel. And so values in the discernment process, that's all about weighing options and deciding what is the most important to the individual. And every individual's value system is most likely different in many ways. And it affects the person's discernment process. So when I talk to people about discernment and values, I remind them that if you are wanting intimacy in a relationship, you have to share a similar value system. Otherwise, the discernment process is going to get really wacky because you're going to have different things that are important to each of you. And if you don't share the same value system, then you're going to have a difficult time being on the same page. So when we're combining values, using both the head and the heart and taking time when making the decision, then there are absolutely main steps for successful discernment process. And so this, this is separate when we think about a group discernment. Now, I don't know about you, but I have worked on having group discernment, and it is pretty difficult. When you have a lot of different people with a lot of different motives and a lot of different ideas, it's tough to get to the place that we can all say, this is what's going to work for the group. May not The whole thing may not work for me individually, but parts of it will work for me. And so the best example of <clears throat> group discernment is let's say you're all on a boat, the boat runs into a rock, you're going to start sinking. Well, 
group discernment would mean we need to figure out how to stay alive. Now, we might have a lot of different ways as to how we want to do that. But the more that we can remind each other that the ultimate goal is staying alive and not drowning, that helps us to keep on track with what maybe our own discernment individual process might be. So this is very important when you're thinking of companies, families, churches, that we understand that the discernment process when we're doing it as a group means that nobody is going to be completely happy. But we want to be able to make sure that what we've decided as a group represents us as a group. may not perfectly represent us, but as a whole, it's going to represent us. And so this is a hard one to do because it requires multiple people. And it requires being able to hear a lot of different opinions and a lot of different needs. So it requires a lot of discussion, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of persuasion between individuals. And I don't mean manipulation. I mean, when we're, tr- when we're persuading someone, we're saying, hey, I don't know if you're really looking at all sides of this. I want you to be able to suspend, you know, what you think is right and just listen to what this other side might be saying. And that way, when we come to a consensus for both sides, everybody can be happy even if we don't get everything that we wanted. So most importantly, I want you to think about when you have practiced discernment and it worked. So come back. We're going to do more about what discernment truly is, how to really actualize discernment, and how very imperative it is in your life. Well, welcome back. Thank you for joining me. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And all your, any of your favorite podcast servers, we're on all of those that you can download them and listen to them. We also have study guides that are created for each show. So you can do a little bit more depth in, in you know, assimilating that information. You can also do it as a group. And so I want you to take advantage of what my assistants have done online because they are they really are phenomenal. And they have given so many different ways to communicate a lot of the, the information that we're trying to disseminate. You can also um, certainly download any of these from the website. And then I want to make sure that you, you know, really give us the email address and we can put you on the mailing list and you would get some of those updates and you can get some of those free study guides. So we are talking about discernment and this is the ability to obtain sharp perceptions or to judge well, or it's the activity of doing so. So discernment is a really important quality that we need to have and one that we should attempt to sharpen. Because it helps us make healthier decisions. It helps us be wiser in the ways that we, um, you know, are, are directing our life. And so this discernment is certainly what we would consider a quality. And it's a quality that God has given to you. Now, how much you exercise it, that is truly up to you. So I would recommend that you work on discernment. I want you to ask God. I want you to go to the source for the gift of discernment. Some people are born with it. 
They didn't even know they had it. They didn't even realize they were using it sometimes. And then there are others that thought, you know, I don't know how to figure all this out. Well, that's the beauty of God. He says, come to me, ask me, and you can ask God for discernment. Even if you usually have pretty good discernment, it's very helpful when you're saying to God, this is what I think is right. This is what I'm, I'm wanting to move forward on. But I'm needing your discernment, God. You see it from all directions. And so we need discerning people so that we know the difference between a truth and a lie. We need people with good, solid judgment, humble people who can learn, care, discern, uphold the truth, steer people correctly, and not for selfish gain. So we need people who are able to look into their own soul and accept that change needs to occur. People that are willing to stop lying to themselves in order to feel better, but that are brave enough to crave and accept truth, even when it means they need to change. See, they can admit to being wrong. And they can use this as a way to redirect or change course. So these individuals who crave and revere humility, and and we've talked about the idea of what we call a meek horse. And so in the Bible, it talks a lot about he's a meek and mild man, or this the horse was a meek horse. And what that meant is that the horse was so in tune to his rider that all the rider had to do was pull the bridle a little bit or nudge him on, the shoulder, on his shoulder with his knee. And the horse knew exactly where to go and what to do, was totally in tune to the rider. <clears throat> well, that's what we want to think about when we think about our relationship with God, that we want our discernment to help us with meekness, that we are so sensitive to what God is wanting to, us to discern that we recognize it, and that we are able to walk it out. So these types of people crave and revere humility. And so we know that discernment guides us and helps us recognize wisdom and follow wisdom regardless of the cost. James 1.5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So God is wanting to give you discernment. He's wanting us to be wise people. See, this is the ability to obtain sharp perceptions, to judge well. It can be, like we said, psychological. It can be moral. It can be about aesthetics and nature. And it can be also in different contexts, like a discerning person when it comes to science, a discerning person when it comes to world issues, someone that is very discerning when it comes to relationships. So the process of discernment within judgment involves going past the mere perception of something and making a nuanced judgment about its properties and its qualities. See, like we said earlier, discernment in the Christian religion is considered a virtue. This is a person that that is considered to possess wisdom, that has good judgment. And they're the person that sees something that many times 
most people overlook. And those are the people they say to that person, wow, how did you get that from that? Or I didn't get that. I'm glad you pointed that out. So the process of discernment has steps that can be taken in order to achieve a certain level of discernment. So when we look at these different types of actions, they can be made when making decisions and really being able to apply discernment. So taking time in making decisions, using both your head and your heart and your gut, and assessing the important values involved in the situation is really, really an important step. More than anything, though, I want you to understand time. Time is necessary in the process of making educated, healthy, godly choices. And these are not able to be made in a hurry. They can be altered by a lack of contemplation. <clears throat> See, if we don't think about this, then we're going to miss so many things. And if we go into the discernment process already with an agenda, we're going to start to try to capture different pieces of information to justify why we want to make that decision the way we're making it. Instead of saying, I need to go into this open-minded, because what I think is a good decision right now if I use contemplation and wisdom and truly desire the right outcome, I will have a much better uh, ability to have the discernment I need to get the right decision made. And this is why it's important that we take time and that we don't press this. Now, uh, you know, again, we talked about there are, th there are th three, four things that time, we don't apply that rule to, and that is blood. If somebody's bleeding, if somebody has a broken bone, if somebody is, you know, has a, is having a heart attack, <laughs> if there's fire, then we have to address those things immediately. We certainly want to have wisdom as to how we treat that, that debacle, but we have to make sure that we just don't go in there without thinking and without wanting the discernment to know what's the best way to do this so less people are harmed. So this is an important piece when we are taking, um, taking the gift of time when we are trying to discern a difficult decision. When we are wanting to do the right thing, that's why we say to God, you're telling us if we lack wisdom, you will give it to us. If we lack discernment, you will give it to us. And so we need to ask God for that help. And we need to say to him, I want to make good discerning judgments. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about the beauty of discernment. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me. And I do also want to thank so many of you who have been listening for years and years and years. And sometimes I'm amazed at how long I have done this show. But I have enjoyed it so much. And I really appreciate just, just the feedback that you give. And thank you for giving that feedback also because my assistants are phenomenal. I have Amy, Michelle, Becca. They just do phenomenal things when it comes to social media. So I want to make sure that you take advantage of all of that. And if you are wanting the study guide, you can simply go to the website and 
if you give us the email address, we can send you those study guides each week that, go, that correspond with the show. So we are talking about discernment. And this is really an important quality for adults to have, especially in today's world where things are very confusing and things are very conflicted. And it used to be that, you know, maybe judgment was kind of simple. It was like, it was logic, right? It was like either or. But in today's world, it is far more complicated than that because we are having people doing things that we never dreamed that they would do, never dreamed they could do, never thought they should do, right? And we are having to figure out how to maneuver through that and truly be a loving and kind person. And so I want you to understand that discernment requires time. And it requires time to understand if there is a judgment to be made. So if we're rushing to judgment, we miss the truth. And so many times discernment helps us to take time while we are seeking the truth in order for judgment to be correct. And this is how we become wiser people. We discern that taking time will absolutely help with the judgment. See, and if we delay judgment, if we don't rush to judgment, you're going to be amazed at some of the things that you find. Some of the things that, because you were rushing to judgment, you jumped over a whole bunch of information that was really, really imperative to a good decision. And so if we don't have enough information then it's going to cause us to make snap judgments. Instead of maybe saying to someone, you know, I don't feel comfortable about this. It's just kind of in my gut. It's, it's just bothering me. I don't, feel com- I don't know why I don't feel comfortable about it. I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I think I really need some time. I need to research this a little bit more. I need to think about this a little bit more. Because something, I'm, I'm not clear on what I'm thinking or feeling. And that's a really important, really important courtesy to give people, especially if they are asking for something from you or if they are wanting you to join in with something, you need to give them the consideration of saying, I'm not saying that your idea is bad. I'm saying I need time to think about it. I want to do it correctly. If I'm going to be in, I want to be fully in. I don't want to get in and then wish I wasn't and have to try to get out. And so this is how we honor others. So if we rush to judgment, we miss so much of the truth. And then what happens is we've already made a judgment, and then we start seeking the truth, (laughs) trying to make our judgment correct. And this is why, as wiser people... We take time and we delay judgment until we have enough information. And this causes us to be wiser, healthier, and stronger, more loving people, and that wisdom and discernment work hand in hand. They are best friends with time. And I've said so many times to all of us, humans need time. And very rarely are we able to make a judgment immediately and have it be accurate. So again, people deserve time. You deserve time. I don't want you to put yourself in a situation where you are having to retract a decision that you made because you didn't think about it completely. You didn't pray about it. You didn't ask others for wisdom. 
that you just kind of let someone talk you into something or out of something. So I want you to be bold enough and polite and kind enough to say, man, I see how excited you are about this, and I'm hearing it, and it seems really good, but I need some time. I have to think about this. And that is not against you. That is me wanting to be able to have my yes mean yes or my no mean no. I don't want to have to backpedal. So this is an important kind of language for you to begin to incorporate into your daily life. And if it helps, this is what I have done. I've talked it out loud to myself or I've said it to myself in front of the mirror so I get really comfortable with doing something that may feel uncomfortable, like telling somebody they need to wait or telling somebody, I'm not sure. So this is Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you for joining me. We have one more segment left, and we are talking about discernment. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me. You are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. If you're just tuning in, we are talking about this concept, this quality that's called discernment. And before we get into this whole thing again, I want to really encourage you to go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And my name is spelled exactly how it sounds, C-I-N-T-H-I-A, and Hyatt is H-I-E-T-T. So I want to make sure that you get all the goodies that we have for you there. And we have lots of things to offer you. So we have some people that are using the study guides as a group, uh, a way to do group activities. And some people are using it to do just their own study. And I want you to be really, really excited with us about all these new things that we're bringing. And we are kind of, we're really looking forward to this, this whole entire year as we are pulling together lots of things for you. So make sure that you always look at the website. Go to all of your favorite podcast servers. The shows are there. You can download them there. And we have study guides, again, like I said, that complement those shows. So we are talking about discernment, the quality of discernment, and that this really is a quality from God. He is very discerning, and he's wanting us to be discerning which means that we are able to weigh and measure information in order to be able to come up with a choice or a response that is healthy, that is godly, that's kind, even if we may be talking about something painful, that we can still be kind. So discernment requires time. That's its best friend is time. Because if we don't use time then judgment comes in too soon. And I don't know if you have experienced this, probably. I have experienced it where I have spoken too soon. I made a judgment too soon, and then I had to recant it. (laughs) I, I don't like having to do that. And so if I'm willing to take time, even if it sounds great, if I say to them, you know, I think I might be in. I think I might, but I need some time. So give me a couple days, and I promise I'll get back to you in two or three days with my answer. And this is really important for you to be able to have the time that you need to know whether or not your decision is emotional, if it's based out of fear, 
because you don't want to miss out on something. Or it sounds like something that you're not sure you'd be good at, so you don't want to embarrass yourself. Whatever the reason might be, you want to make sure that you give yourself time. And you can actually hear the voice of God when he's saying, go for it. Or he's saying, "Mm, this is not a good time. I think you need to wait. And so this is why we want to practice this beautiful gift of discernment so that we are better able to hear from our Creator what is in our own best interests, how we can help the people we love the most, how we can make sure that our decisions and our behaviors and the struggle that we may have with sin isn't harming people in the way that maybe it would. If we practice discernment, we are much more gentle, much more patient. So I don't want you to miss the truth that, de- that discernment is trying to tell you because you rushed to judgment. So discernment helps us to take time while we are seeking the truth. In order for the judgment to be correct, this is how we become wiser people. We discern and take time and we delay judgment until we have enough information. And this causes us to be wiser, healthier, stronger, more loving people that have wisdom and discernment. Because, see, these things work hand in hand. Discernment, time, are like best friends. And humans need time. Very rarely are we able to make a judgment immediately and have it be accurate. So you need time. And God is giving us time. So it's also imperative if you fall into judging yourself. You need to take time with yourself. You need to learn yourself. You need to know yourself. So that if it is a mistake, a blunder, or a sin, if that occurs, then you're going to be better able to forgive and work your way out of it. Excuse me. So when we rush to judgment, we end up having to apologize. Or we have to recant. Or we have to say, you know, I was wrong. Or we, or we don't do any of that because we have maybe too much pride, and so we just keep going forward with the decision we know isn't, isn't correct and hope that we can fix it, right? So judgment is quite painful, and if the judgment is true, maybe it should be. But we also know that truth always sets us free, even if it's painful. So we want to make sure we don't create a lot of collateral damage because we have rushed to judgment. Now let's look at the quality or the nature of judgment. See, judgment is intended to be objective. Discretion is subjective. So when we are forming a judgment, it means taking a decision and making sure that the rules of decision-taking are applying. See, it's an enactment. It's not ambiguous because it requires judgment or discretion. Excuse me. While discretion is free, judgment is confined. Now, what does that mean? It's the purpose is to arrive at a conclusion accurately reflecting reality. So judgment means one must relate particular facts to the concept in question. And it becomes a very broad way of looking at something. And so this is where it's really helpful if we are understanding that judgment has never been intended to harm anybody. Judgment 
is the conclusion that we come to when we have looked at all the facts and we've weighed and measured maybe people's intentions as best as we can. And then we come to a concluding answer or behavior that is justified because we really, really looked through the eyes of judgment and not judgment to harm, but judgment to strengthen and make right. So this is very important when we are thinking about, as a broad term, that, that, you know, it can be a noun, it can be a verb, it can be an adverb, it can be an adjective. So, you know, judgment can be mobile, it can be static, it can be whether it might be in place or in time or both. And this is where we have to be careful that we don't get too caught up in legalism so that we are so determined to find the right answer that we forget why we're even looking for that answer. We forget the people involved. We might forget about the idea. And so let's go back to thinking about this idea of discernment. And I want you to think about, are there areas in your life where you knew you didn't listen or you didn't take the time you needed to and your discernment was off? And maybe you even turned it off. Maybe you kind of knew, but you thought, no, I can fix this. I can make it work. So when we're thinking about discernment being this very important quality that helps us with success in so many arenas. So think about having discernment when it comes to your kids, how you punish them, how you help them, what you buy them, your discernment in what TV shows you let them watch, who you let them hang out with, what kind of computer games you let them play, This is a discernment issue. See, if you go straight to judgment, then you're going to miss an entire lesson for them. Giving them the lesson of discernment and saying, we're going to think about this. We're going to look into this. And if we say yes, our yes means yes. And if we say no, our no really means no. And we can back up no with all the reasons as to why it's no. And so that helps the process of having the word no said to you. If you know that there's thought that went into it, if you're not, if, you know, if you've been parented by people that they just always say no before they say yes, or if you're in relationship with someone that always says no before they say yes, it's exhausting. So what you would rather have is the person that says, you know, my first response may be no, and I, don't, I think I need to give it some time. Will you let me think about this? Will you let me ponder it for a while? Let me try it on a little bit. Now, we're not going to take years. That would be ridiculous. But time is the best friend of judgment. Otherwise, judgment runs amok. And this is where we get hurt. This is where we're harmed. This is where relationships many times are ended. Unnecessarily. Because we are improperly judged. Or what we are doing or what we are saying or the way we are acting. Someone came to a snap judgment and decided the type of person that we were. And this is where prejudice lies. So we need to be very careful about recognizing that I might rush to judgment and think that that's discernment. 
So remember, more than anything from this entire show, discernment loves time. Discernment takes advantage of time. And I, I don't know about you, but I certainly know I don't like to have to go back on a decision I made or a judgment I made and have to apologize or recant it. So this way, we are getting very healthy reactions, and we are very able to disseminate that information to people that we love, people that we're working with. And so that's where if you say to a coworker, you say to a friend, you know, I don't have a good feeling about this, and they say, why? And you say, you know, I don't know, but that's a very important question. Can you give me some time to think about it? Now, you can't take, you know, the next 10 years or something. But you can say to the person, can you give me 24 hours? I, want to, I really want to be able to think about this, and I promise that I will. And that honors them, and that honors you. And so the process of discernment within judgment, it involves going past the mere perception of something. This is why we don't want to make snap judgments. And this is why we consider a person that's a very discerning person, that they have great virtue. They're a virtuous person because of their discerning abilities. These are the people that we, we think have wisdom and we want to go confer with them and say, hey, can I run this by you? And this is what I'm wanting you to know. You can have that as well. This is a gift from God that is given to all. And a lot of that is asking. It's saying to God, I really want to have the gift of discernment because I, I don't want to have to go back on my judgments. I don't want to have to always apologize and, and, and say to somebody I was wrong. I can't believe I did that. God, I want discernment. I want to be a discerning person. And he gives that to us because he wants us also to be discerning. The more discerning we are, the more we get to know God, and the more we get to know God, the happier he is because he loves relationship, right? So I'm so glad that you joined in today. And I do want to encourage you again to make sure that you check out the website, that you <clears throat> look on all the different, your, your, the podcast servers that you have, have the shows on it. And we also have some great things on Instagram. I've been doing some Instagram lives, usually on Fridays, and they're really fun to do as well. So they're, they usually correlate with what we're doing with the radio show. So please take advantage of all that we have. Have a great week. God bless you. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please 
take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. You could unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you could unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. And access. access.org. Number 3030. Call 800 490 for disclosures and cost information.